Hi everyone, welcome to episode 7 of Emma's Happy List. I'm Emma and this week I'm joined by Gilboss herself, Emily Fender. So without further ado, let's dive straight in. Hi Emily. Hello Emma, how are you? We can call this one M and M. M and M, I'm really well, how are you? Yeah, all good. As you can see, I've got a beautiful backdrop. You have, and if people are listening, they'll have to have a look at the YouTube video to check it out. But just as a description, cheeky, cheeky plug. Cheeky it plug. actually, it actually looks like a virtual background, so it doesn't look real, but it is actually real, isn't it? You can hear the birds tweeting. You can hear the birds tweeting and everything, the bark, the tree, the leaves. Like descriptive writing was never my strong point. Just very green. It's for very anyone listening. Green. And there's a big Use tree. your imagination. Use your <laughs> imagination. Picture it. Yeah, it looks amazing regardless. And just before we get into like full on episode swing, um, there is no way that I can even begin to start listing out your accolades. So you may as well just do it yourself. So Emily Fender, everyone, Miss Gilboss oh, herself. But go on, tell everyone what you're up to because it's quite substantial. Oh, well, you've set me up for a right fall by you now if I don't measure up <laughs> to people's expectations. You picked me right up. No expectations. Um, my <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> my name is Emily. Um, by trade, I am a psychiatric mental health nurse. Um, but by nature, I am a girl boss. Um, and that can be taken however you want it. Um, run my own business, run my own little network of things. I tend to collect people that are wonderful. And you just happen to be one of them. <laughs> So thank you. It's so kind of you to say. So um we'll get into like the mental health nursing in a minute, but um we've already mentioned in a couple of episodes of Emma's Happiness, Gilboss Club. So yes, you are Miss Gilboss Club. So go ahead and tell the listeners who don't know what Gilboss Club is and maybe also the big vision for Gilboss Club. Oh well, thank if you feel thank brave you. enough. That is, you know, Sunday afternoon. Ease into it. Um, thank you for plugging me away. I've had lots more followers since your podcast. <laughs> um, it is so much bigger than me. Like it's not even mine anymore. It's like this whole entity. Um, so a backdrop of it is like um, I posted on Facebook about eighteen months ago. Like. I'm back in the world of self-employment after um, failing miserably the first time round. Went bankrupt, went to uni. Got it has my to happen. It has to happen. You know, fail fast, fail hard, you know, um, and try again. Uh, went and done nursing for the NHS for a bit and was just like, oh, I want to do something else, something more, something for me. Because it's just in me. I am quite entrepreneurial um, and I like to work smart not hard and that is the antithesis of what any massive company is about I guess so out. like does anyone want to go for a coffee and talk about being self-employed and I had like 500 shares and I thought can't buy a coffee for all them so <laughs> girl boss club was born not <laughs> yet anyway to them to start. not yet not yeah, yet I like the word yet I like the word yet it's a game changer yeah um so yeah, we I went well. We'll all go together, and um, yeah, get we get speakers in, and the community the girls have built is just unreal. Like, Remind I'm me again, so um, grateful. Remind mm. me again when you actually started that. So wh- when did that message go out? January two thousand and nineteen, and we've so. been meeting monthly ever since, and it's just gone clean off. It just grows every month, and I'm just beyond humble and grateful and just actually can't believe my luck actually am to be honest with you <laughs> can't believe my luck I'm just this little scally musher from Penland that's had to go or something and it's worked <laughs> that's not that's not a true um description of yourself by the way you need to be a bit more um <laughs> careful with your words about yourself as you know but I just I was just asking because um obviously I've only been part of Girlboss Club since January um, already I've taken so much from it and I've had um, so many sort of connections from it and various other things but um, in the, the space of what's that like 18 months then less than 18 months mm-hmm. the space, yeah. yeah and it has just it's like a community in its in its own right now it's just it would have like I don't know how to explain it 
but it's um it's taken on a life of its own hasn't it like you said it very much has and it's very little to do with me uh, like the success of it I think it's just shown that people needed it and it's what is on my happy list so Diane for pulling that out really? me before I've even shared it <laughs> just that feel that what you're talking about there and describing is is what's on my happy list yeah but of course you are like the you're the engine behind it you are like the fuel not you're the engine and the fuel if you get me does that make sense thank you do you know what I mean it like it it progresses and it keeps growing uh, because you have a vision for it it would be very easily like you know let go of if there wasn't you there to like glue it all back together because you've not only done it so obviously it started in Swansea where you and I live but now it's moved to Cardiff and there's a presence in Cardiff as well so what's going on in Cardiff at the moment they're right. Not a lot of the moment, um, gal, because oh, we're well. all um, grounded. <laughs> <laughs> but pre pre being grounded and sent to our rooms by Mother Nature. Um, yeah, it was growing up in Cardiff. We were on our way up the valleys. We were looking to go down Carmarthenshire and just really put the message out there to anyone, really. Like, and I just want to make a distinction that you don't have to be self-employed to be a girl boss. Like, it is a very much a mindset of community and support, you know, empowerment and support and driving that message that your life can look however you want it to that if you want to rise up the ranks or in an, another job or you just want to be your best self for a job or you want to build a completely different life to how that looks to anyone else it's about really telling people that that's okay and you can um be yourself when you come to girl yeah. so it's just coming together and sharing like knowledge and hearing what other people have got to say we have speakers come in so and it's a bit social like you know I'm my full self at girl boss I would turn up there in my new scrubs late to my own event that I'd arrange <laughs> um just like so about me like getting changed um and I hope that turning up like that encourages other people to just be themselves yeah, 100%. And it does because you're not only yourself in like those like physical meetings and stuff, but you're yourself all over the social media. When you put up your live videos, when you put up your videos, your chats and stuff like that, you are authentic. And I think we discussed this the other day that when you are authentic, it encourages other people then to be like, yeah. oh, that's okay. I can be authentic as well. And Which actually, permission. yeah. So my experience from it was just, um, so I've always felt like a bit of a black sheep just in the way that I think. So big like trigger words here, like in the way that I think um, I don't like to be boxed by these sort of social expectations and things like that. And I very, very often get questioned by very close friends, very close family. Um, well, why, why are you doing that? Why don't you just do this? Why don't you just do that? Like my 11 um, year old nephew, um, has sort of absorbed this conversation so much from my family that even he is saying to me well why don't you just settle down why don't you just get your own house and settle down literally that's yeah. the and I I'm it, it's a difficult one for me because I'm trying to explain the fact that I'm actually striving for something a bit more than settling down I'm you mm. know looking to fulfill like I've got sort of a lot of um, goals and things that I want to fulfill and I'm not going to do there uh, do them by settling down and following the path that everyone else is taking well not everyone else yeah. clearly so I had a very big need to find my tribe to find people in my local like vicinity because all right we've got online and that's really helpful sometimes but sometimes it feels worlds away when you're talking mm. to people that you aspire to sort of emulate and but they're like living a life in LA or whatever it's very different yeah. when you can connect with people that are on your level but they are, you know, like very near. You can go for a coffee, like you say. Yeah. I'll take yeah. you up on that coffee, by the way. Yeah, you're, you're paying. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's that, isn't it? It's created, it's like you've read my journal and you've literally quoted out of it now and you, I've got nothing to say. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's finding your tribe and people who get it and so you haven't got to explain yourself or feel like you're um, shrinking yourself or the way that you want to speak. Um, because everyone's different everyone's got different models of the world everyone's different things everything everyone sees things differently and like and that's okay like that is okay um 
and it's just it's taken me a long time to get to that uh, <laughs> taking me a lot of work and a lot of money and a lot of self-help books um but just to go that that's me I'm gonna do me you're welcome to come and do you yeah. and we're not comparing we're not competing we're all helping and the, the main message behind girl boss for me um which I hope has sort of percolated through is that there's enough room for everyone at the table like there's enough room historically there'd be like one woman on a board of 12 men and they've ticked that box and if it was a black woman they've ticked two boxes and they don't need to employ anyone else because you know (laughs) there's one seat at the table but there's not now there's plenty of seats and it's all about helping other people up and and supporting and encouraging and clapping when people win and all of the other cliche insta quotes you could possibly find but that's truly how I feel yeah absolutely but that's the sort of well why don't you say in your own words you know what are the what's the core what makes what are the principles like the values of girl boss club what are the values tell me it's literally on the logo positivity support and empowerment that's it amazing community and over competition like that is it that is in my bloodstream and that comes across in my nursing and in uh, the the care and support mental health company that we're in the middle of of um launching everybody deserves a place no matter where they're coming from no matter what they want their background everybody deserves to feel a part of something yeah and that brings me nicely onto my happy list oh i'm so excited did you see that clever little segue i did then i did i enjoyed it very much <laughs> go on take us through oh. it my happy list, which I've been writing since I've been here at Forest Hill. Wait, did you plug. have one before? So I started one and then I've gone back to it since I've been here. So I've been writing this for the last five weeks. So we've been staying um, in this beautiful location while we move house. As you can probably tell, I've been a dream to live with while all this <laughs> is going on. Moving house during lockdown. It's been, it's been a lot of minutes. um so I've gone back to it and I really get where you're coming from both as someone who is massively into self-development and growth and mindset and putting my nurse hat on that it's a tool yeah um and I talk to my patients you know with with severe uh, mental health diagnoses about their toolkit go to your toolkit, go to your toolbox, what can you pull on in this crisis, you know, is it bringing yourself back to now, is it a bit of mindfulness, is it a bit of like, I don't know, looking to the future, to the past, being present in the moment, Yeah. and I think having a toolbox, like, well, what actually makes me happy, how can I flip what's going on for me right now, and, and, and realign my, my mindset, my mood, to, to perhaps help me through what's yeah. going on for me right now, and get through this crisis. Um, and you know it would be you know in a in a more serious context than me just having a bit of a grump on it would be in a you know are they going to self-harm are they going to do something um you know catastrophic in a crisis but can they bring themselves back down so when I'm back in work properly I will be using a happy list as part of my my god that is like (laughs) goals right when you start a podcast (laughs) that's kind of what you kind of so I had actually had a bit of criticism this week I'm going to share this with you and like everyone who's listening now so I had a bit of criticism because um the term happy is so um thrown around and um people sort of desire to be happy and it's like a destination but that's really not what I'm trying to sort of portray here happiness is not a destination but if you think of your day as a series of um, decisions you make decisions every like minute of the day and um, you can choose to think thoughts that benefit you you can choose to think thoughts that don't benefit you most people don't realize it's a choice but it actually is a choice and then when I was criticized in this way my I was saying well the happy list is not there to you know just instantaneously sort of you're or you're gone from like clinically depressed to happy now that's not what it is but what it is is it's taking you into a frame of mind that means that you're more likely to make better decisions so when you say like my like the first episode painting for example for me if I am there painting and so I go I 
I feel like a place where I don't want to be. I look at my happiness. Oh yeah, I really enjoy painting. I'm going to go away, paint a picture. That's like going to take me half an hour, an hour. And that methodical sort of enjoyment brings me up a level Mm -hmm. to make better decisions. So like you're saying, it's absolutely a tool. It's a tool, not to, it's not a destination, but it's a tool in order to have more consistency in your decision-making in your like, you know, in your decisions that positively affect your life. So absolutely. Yeah. Just I, so, I so, second that as a nurse. So tell them <laughs> that it's like this. No, it's, it's, it's bringing yourself down to a level where you're, you're slowing your thoughts and you're picking your thoughts. You go in, oh, that's a, that's a negative thought. I'm not going to give that too much weight or gravity. I'm going to try and reframe that, rewrite it, and focus on these thoughts. It's like picking your clothes. You yeah. pick things that make you feel good. Yeah. Clearly, clearly that's gone out the window for anyone watching. Like, <laughs> lockdown doesn't doesn't count. Doesn't count. Um, but yeah, you're you're picking your thoughts and you're choosing what to focus on. Um, and yeah, I think we do get caught up. Myself, absolutely guilty of this of destination addiction. I will be happy when. I will be happy when. But if you can be happy and grateful and present in this moment and not when that happens, like you know I could be saying I'll be happy when I move into my new house well yeah. let's be happy now because now is all we got yeah absolutely and that's kind of so for everyone who maybe is feeling a bit um like my happy list is sort of you know belittling issues or it's just uh, like not dealing with the issues or whatnot it's the point of it is for you to regain a bit of control so recognize that you are in a place where you don't want to be and then go into your toolkit to get to a place that's more beneficial to you so I just wanted to clear that up in this episode in case and I've I'm not like obviously I'm not certified in any sort of healthcare or and I'm not professed and I know everything about everyone and that's not true but being backed up by you in this instance in that it will you know you will take it away and you will use it with your patients is a big sort of thumbs up to me that actually it's it's a good thing to have and it's a good thing to Mm. invest in so Mm. your time in so thank you for that (laughs) you're welcome and it's very much rooted in your cbt and in your solution focused therapy because i struggled with this at the beginning of lockdown i know we shouldn't focus on this but i'm just gonna so by me being oh i'm so blessed and i'm doing my gratitude and i'm thinking oh god but this is happening out there and people are dying and then i had my coaching session um and my coach cora said to me you being sad or miserable or not allowing yourself to feel grateful or happy or blessed with your situation doesn't make any other worse situation any better by making yourself miserable as well like allow yourself to feel them things because that's that's happening out there in the world you have no control over it but you've got control and power to choose for yourself so that's not to say you don't care or you're not acknowledging what's going on you are and you're mindful and that should even more into your gratitude that is that you're you know not that I'm all right Jack that mindset I don't like that but in a oh thank you so much God universe Buddha Beyonce whoever you're praying to (laughs) thank you so much that I'm okay and I'm gonna take this gratitude forwards and when all this passes I'll pay that back pay that forwards yeah 100% I do love your turn of phrases by the way they are quite entertaining (laughs) Beyonce my new (laughs) My shrine. <laughs> yeah and it feeds back into being authentic um because I did try and filter myself and I did try and click my wings and turn up uh you know not authentically um and my videos that I first started doing was a little bit nervous maybe and um my dad and and, and Mr Girlboss were just like why are you talking like a dick for like <laughs> I was trying to filter myself that I wasn't being myself and then it's just incongruent and people would meet, meet me and they'd be like oh this is odd this is not how you are yeah so yeah I just speak as I like to there's no real filter but there's no offense or harm intended it just comes out (laughs) yeah well you are you know and people buy into authenticity don't they they buy into like realness and actually so in my line of work as a digital strategist just so I know some people know what I'm talking about this is the instance where I know what I'm talking about um what we're seeing is so 
Um, whereas we did go through that phase of like Instagrammable everything and perfect everything and people bought into that. What's actually happening now with like Gen Z is there's been a bit of a switch and they're just like, oh, I'm sick to death of seeing everything so damn perfect. And they're buying into the really authentic things that turn things on their head. So I don't know if you've seen that um, that lady, like she takes the makeup for like the model poses and she does it. it. Like I, I don't know what her it. name is, but that sort of thing. So people are now buying into the, oh, like, you know, I don't have to be Photoshopped to like the, the most perfect. It's real. It's reality and it's questioning what we're fed. Like, you know, we've all got parts of ourselves. We, we've all got bad skin days or cellulite or whatever and, and we're going well no this is what real people look like and I think the whole movement around the be kind and the Caroline Flack um tragic incident that happened is that's reverberated through society and everyone's actually going no why are we picking on people and being nasty like let's let's re-look at that as long as you're you know congruent and hashtag be kind and are being kind about but, time yeah, though eh? but, about time imagine nothing to be told to be kind but um yeah people are really questioning and scratching the surface and wanting to know like the story and the values behind brands and businesses and people and not taking things at face value and I think that's really important to question especially for youngsters coming through yeah 100% and going back to so obviously this feeds in really really well with Girl Boss Club so tell me your favorite memory since starting girl boss club like what's been like so far the journey's been obviously incredible so far in just like a year and a half but what's the standout memory at like today honestly when i've been able to stand back and like look at a room of people that are all aggressively like accepting each other and really intently listening to each other aggressive and like, acceptance i love that aggressive acceptance <laughs> like, like i accept you so badly <laughs> oh my god just be yourself i love it um just i like i'm, I'm quite a watcher like i i'm t- literally trained in assessment so i have to step back but sometimes i'm like a bit of a creeper i like go up the stairs and girl boss and and just listen to the chatter and you can just feel the vibrations of positivity and just that human connection um the retreat stands out for me which is where I met you where we all went down the gower and sort of cried for three days um (laughs) it's funny because it's true (laughs) it's funny because it's true god um and if that's not authentic I don't know what is um just that that radical like acceptance and at that growth is not always beautiful and instagrammable sometimes it's messy and snotty and you ugly cry in the middle of a dilapidated chapel in the gower and then you do a bit of yoga and scream off a cliff like that's what balance well-rounded humans do I'm sure but it's um just that feeling of togetherness just that that's there's no moment that I can like you know if I was being an egotistical sick I could sit here and say it was when I won an award like but <laughs> tell me about it that's, tell me about the award oh see you're gonna make <laughs> I was nominated by an overwhelming number of the girls and it just absolutely blew me away and I get a little bit teary thinking about it every time because I just can't believe how how it took off and how far I come from the person I used to be but the girls nominated me for a woman in business award for starting girl boss and I went to this amazing award ceremony with Mr girl boss who clapped like just seeing him being like wow this is mental um I borrowed 20 quid of my mother to be able to go because it was when the business wasn't even doing that well, which was really ironic. I won a business, woman in business award and I was skint. Um, but it was, yeah, it, it was Authenticity, fantastic. Yeah. It, you, that, that's what it is. But it's, um, it was amazing to just see, not myself, but Girl Boss Club recognised for that yeah. amazing sense of community, which they've, yeah. the girls have felt not me the girls so not even a year not even a year in running and it gets a lovely little award that's not bad eh so the future's bright future's bright the future's female is oh 
<laughs> that is a joke. I am joking. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> um, my um, question was, though, is Girl Boss Club going global? Well, I, got, I have got a quite a lot of American followers. And me and Bex, as far as I've been talking a lot about this this week, about how Americans are like, yeah, you go, like, the American dream, you've got this, like, think big as you can, because their country's so new, and they haven't got no history, so they have to think forward, <laughs> not back, and I think Britain is so, like, modest, and stuck in their history, that they, yeah, so, like, I'd love, I'd love to franchise it, and I, and every city have a little, a little girl boss club, witches coven cult, that you know everyone can go and be a part of yeah, let's not missell this now let's let's use the, co- the correct description shall it's we definitely not a cult that was a joke <laughs> there is definitely not a prayer and a chant we say at every meeting <laughs> it's just a lovely coming together a meeting of minds and i think everybody should feel that they've got access to a space yeah as such however that looks yeah so Thank you from all of us for setting that up. Oh, don't. I'm going to start you off now. No, but thank I'm you. I'm very emotional. <laughs> it, does, it does add value to um, lots of lives. And I'm sure it's going to grow exponentially, whether you like it or not. So, um, <laughs> so this was one of the first times, actually, that I have decided what to talk about from my gratitude list beforehand. Um, I know, because I thought you and I would have a very good conversation about what what's on my happy list is quite controversial (laughs) but um I feel like it needs to be addressed and a lot of people will um will sort of buy into it as well so what we'll probably discuss about it so without further ado uh the next thing on my happy list is having money and I know yeah guys money I love money and um I'm not afraid to say that um and a lot of people will be like yeah of course everybody loves having money everybody everyone likes money however when you actually deep dive into like your own psychology this has been the case for me um it may resonate with some listeners but um I have had um an exponential growth in my personal development in the last three years I would say especially to do with money so I feel like before I was very much in a poverty mindset not realizing that I was but definitely in a poverty mindset and now I am on a upward trajectory with my mindset and I'll go through that in a second but give me your thoughts Emily Fender (laughs) do you love money (laughs) as somebody who at a young age had a business that made okay money we'll say that like at 19 I was making more money than I could spend um some weeks and then at 23 was bankrupt Mm -hmm. and now I'm starting to have some regular money obviously not right now coming in I can definitely say that having the money I was clinically depressed being bankrupt, I was quite nearly sectioned, very, very unwell. Um, and now I'm sort of on a middle ground. And I can absolutely say that money doesn't bring happiness. But would I choose to have money over being bankrupt every day of the week? Um, because it's not what you can buy with it, but it's what it means. And it means security. And it means freedom. Yeah, and not being tied. How diplomatic was that answer? Yeah, it was very good. Well done. I am impressed. Um, obviously, money is a is a very controversial issue, and that's because we, depending on how, on your upbringing, you've been um, sort of fed um, fables or belief systems about money. So don't talk about money. Don't talk about money. It's bashful. It's it's like. It's boastful. Um, yeah, no, I'm really, really comfortable in having them conversations um, because, yeah, I've had it. I've, had, I've not had it. I'm yeah. starting to try and build my pot again. 
Um, and everyone was embarrassed for me when I was bankrupt and I was quite happy to talk about it, but nobody wanted to listen. (laughs) Um, and then when you're plotting and scheming and trying to build a business again, you feel like you're bragging or you're uh, showing off. Um, so yeah, British people are not great at it. Um, but I think honest, open communication about every subject is just how we better and how we move on. Yeah, I was going to say actually, like you were saying about like the the difference between American culture and British culture. Like British British people are very much like closed off about their money. Like we mustn't talk about it. In fact, yeah. like I feel like I had to get over a lot of shame when it came to money. Like if I would make a lot of money, I wouldn't be able to tell people I had money because that's like like there's a lot of sort of deep-rooted shame and stuff but so the big turning point so I'm gonna tell a little story the big turning point for me um was last October so I went to Istanbul um it was incredible Mm. so I know I went to a personal development weekend in Istanbul very on brand for me isn't it (laughs) yes and then come down the gower with me what what an (laughs) anti-climax no both equally you know there was benefits to both and yeah and um it, one of the one of the speakers there um so it was organized by a personal development company called mind valley don't know if you know of them but they've got lots of free like tools and courses that's um for the benefit of everyone listening as well definitely go and have a look if you're interested in personal growth and personal development um not just about money but about you know lots of areas of life but um, the lady that was talking is called Marissa Peer. Have you ever heard of Marissa Peer? Hmm. No, she's a hypnotherapist. So she's, um, yeah, she's a very sort of well-known hypnotherapist. Um, she deals with like the royals, the celebrities, the, yeah, she, um, and she taps into, you know, the reasons why they may be super successful in some areas of their life, but then struggling with like their love life or whatever. So she um, sort of looks into their, Um, psychology and what she did in this particular session with us was um, it was focused around money so any money blocks that we've got and we're not aware of and um, because she's a hypnotherapist she basically hypnotized all of us in the audience but what she did was um, she 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 showcased the fact that um, everything that you think and know about money just comes down to your core beliefs and yeah and these beliefs you made after being on this planet for five years six years seven years that type of age so you had only been on this planet at for five years and you already started to sort of harden these beliefs about money and deep inside of you and what's happened as you've grown older is that you have um you've got like what's the word um uh confirmation bias so you will notice things that feed into that belief about money because a belief i'll just quickly chip in there a belief is just a thought that you quite like having because it makes you feel however or but people have responded it's, to you however yeah it's familiarity it's because yeah. we we our beliefs are what we're familiar with and mm-hmm. we don't like going against those because that's like unfamiliar territory and stuff but I've actually got a little exercise that I have yeah for to like illustrate this so for every every listener and stuff yeah I knew you'd be keen <laughs> so you may have done this before but it's just to literally show that you have um I'll, I'll talk about that in a sec so basically you have to close your eyes sorry to put you on the spot close your eyes now imagine you've got in your hand half a lemon so you've got a lemon chopped in half and now what you want to do is just smush it in your mouth take a big bite and chew into it let it slosh around your mouth now tell me have you had a physical response yeah i'm scrunching my face up and like my toes have curled under because i'm pretending that i can that it's sour just because you've said lemon. yeah even our if brains you... are so weird i know even like some people obviously i got like i i salivated achy jaw yeah, yeah achy, i've got yeah, achy exactly. jaw and i'm like cr- yeah so without yeah, knowing my it, mouth is watering yeah so without knowing it basically what we are doing is we are reacting to belief systems so we believe like obviously we just tricked our brains as well into thinking we had a lemon and we are reacting to that so this is the same for money so what her, her um sort of analogy is that it all comes down to a feeling of not believing that you are worth what you're worth and not believing that you are enough 
So even if you got all of the mo- this money, even if you somehow like managed to get all of this money in your life, you would give it away and you would somehow lose it. This is how so many people like win the lottery and then they have like, they mm. blow it all because they don't feel worthy of that money. They don't feel worthy yeah. of like having that money. So the, I suppose the thing that she did with us was that she um, hypnotized us and then she took us back to like a moment in our teenage, in our teenage lives that we felt that feeling or that, that, that first um, sort of instance of being aware of money or be, have an, having a belief about money. Okay. And mine went back to um, the moment that we were in um, a shop choosing my prom dress, me and my parents, right in the shop choosing my prom dress and the guilt that I felt because the prom dress was quite expensive. Right. So we had this agreement when we went into school, my, like me and my brother and my parents. So they were like, you're allowed one big school trip in school. Like you just allowed one. So my brother went to South Africa on a rugby tour and I waited and waited and waited because they told us in year 11, they were going to Canada. So I waited and waited. I missed all the ski trips. Don't get me started on that. Missed all the ski trips, like all of that sort of stuff. And I, and then year 11 came around. We didn't go to Canada. So my parents were like, okay, well you can have a really nice prom dress. You know, we'll go to like the really boutique shops and we'll spend like, you know, you can, you can have a lovely prom dress and that's sort of like the, like compensation but I remember being there in this dress that cost like a fortune looking at myself in the mirror and being like I can't believe I'm putting this hardship on my parents I can't believe I am putting yeah, my parents yeah. my parents are going to pay this money for me to look nice for one day and I, I, I'd rather go to Canada yeah <laughs> I know well, that's a, that's another story like that was the memory though <laughs> so the memory that yeah 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 I feel you that feeling that emotion is your yes. attached yeah so I, I was like, oh my goodness. But Marissa basically teaches you to have like a conversation with yourself as an adult to the teenager in that moment, like reprogram, reprogramming your thought about money in that instance. And then she goes a step further and she's like, right, take it back again. Take it back to like when you are like 10 or like around, you know, young childish. Um, and I had another memory and I had an instance where I was um, sat with my dad and my grandparents and they were taught like I was I think I was just listening just not really listening if you get me like playing with toys or whatever but I was obviously taking in what they were saying because they were talking about a member of our family who is quite wealthy and has got a lot of money but they were so negative about him they were really 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 negative and so I feel like the belief system I took on then was people with money aren't very nice and they're not very good and they're not very giving and they're not generous etc so again she did the same thing and we had like a little discussion with ourselves about you know there are good people have money too and all of this so she did it again where we went a step back and it was basically your first memory of um the like money memory if you like and I went back to a point where I was like to my parents oh I really want to go on a plane holiday to call them plane holidays because we used to go like camping um like for the summer and stuff I really wanted to go on a plane holiday and because I I thought they were like the bee's knees and whatever and we can't afford it was the was the bottom line mm. we can't afford it we can't afford it we can't afford it so again marissa teaches you how to reprogram those memories but what it made me realize was that i've grown up with feelings of um there's not enough to go around um even if i had the money that would make me a bad person and i would have so much guilt over having like over spending the money anyway then i'm probably better off not having it so yeah. having to address all of that and, and it's been, it's not like an overnight thing, but that is the reason why it's on my happy list because actually the experiences and the security and the comfort that I get from having plenty of money and knowing that plenty of money is coming to me actually does, yeah, make me feel very happy. Makes me very happy yeah. indeed. So very clever, very clever. Rewiring and reparenting and taking that it's almost like it's a generational thing as well though I will I will acknowledge that and it's quite um like a working class hero type of mindset isn't it like um keeping yourself in that little box and labeling yourself oh it's very interesting I've been doing a lot of research on this what is it Marissa Marissa Pierre 
yeah i would definitely she's got, she's got lots of um youtube videos and stuff obviously i was lucky enough to actually be in person um she does another exercise as well where she gets you to close your eyes and hold your hand out and she instills a belief in you that one hand you're like holding on to something really heavy and the other hand is like as a feather and you end up with like one arm up one arm down you open your eyes and you're like goodness me when did that happen but it's because you, she's programming your brain to think like beliefs that yeah. can essentially be seeded so you can you can turn this on its head and you can literally seed in any beliefs that you want so if you can like seed in all of the beliefs that are going to like benefit you it doesn't have to be about money of course it can be about anything then it can like transform your life so that you are you know living to your potential yeah for sure i love that i love that rewire it rewire it rewire very on brand yeah maybe we should do actually a girl boss sesh on uh money 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 yeah money. oh because... no one needs to hear that sorry everyone <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally forgot that was being recorded then i i do excuse me because no one needs that coming from a pair of headphones i know <laughs> apology accepted just be yourself go on sing, sing away <laughs> what have you got any sort of um any really positive money stories that you can share with the listeners that come to mind that would like benefit them to have like a more sort of positive feeling about having money I bet you some people don't even realize that they've got negativity and blocks about money yeah. until yeah. they really start thinking about you know their their sort of financial situation with a bit of objectivity I think that my experience of having not having anything struggling you know bankruptcy and then trying to build again has shown me that like sort of bounce back ability around that subject that that's not where you are where you are is not always where you need to be um my parents still live in in the council house in Penland um and I've gotten all sort of snobbery either way about that I think you can get reverse snobbery sometimes where you think that it's um wrong or boastful to to say that you want whatever um you know you want a new car you want whatever but yeah whatever you've lost or whatever you haven't got you can always get again like it's fluid it, it comes in and out like yeah. the tide like it's not permanent um and also it's not wealth because when I had a little bit of money I'd never be more miserable so it's it's detaching it from actually making you happy yeah and knowing that it doesn't but it helps to like feed into whatever you're trying to create for yourself yeah what I love about it the way I think about money now so I never used to think about this previously um I think money is an energy and I think money yes. as like a, uh, it's like flowing constantly flowing yeah it's like energy is neutral as well so it's not bad it's not good it's energy it just can be whatever you utilize it for yeah whatever you utilize it for is the sort of outcome and for me like like I was saying earlier like I live for adventure like and honestly if someone said to me where does all your money go I'd be like uh adventures traveling my van like that takes up a lot of my money as well but literally it's the um I don't love the money I love the experiences and what money gets me and I love that it's available to me and I love that it's an energy that I can tap into so yeah and attract and keep flowing at the end of the day so yeah that's um that's kind of where that comes from that's why it's on my happy list it's quite high on my happy list as well I think and that's probably because um when I so I at the start of every year I have like 12 categories of life that I like to set goals for <laughs> same in the wheel of life the wheel of life yeah. I do it with my patients and one day I thought I'll do it for myself how did it go <laughs> Yeah, I examined all the areas and I thought where needs improvement, where needs, yeah, very, um, it's a very visual way of looking at things and goal setting and more femininely um, intention setting yes. where you want to grow and where you want to, um, yeah, where you want to grow. Yeah, 100%. So like that's, and the, I think my, so the top ones in mine are always sort of feeding into the sort of first few categories that I always look at, like the big categories, if you get me, but that is probably another episode, I guess, like, or maybe like a workshop. I don't know. Maybe we can tag team a workshop on it. So um, now is the opportunity that you get to um, go free reign on promoting yourself, promoting your brands, promoting your Instagram handles, etc. Okay. Go for it. 
tell everyone where they can find you so we are at girl boss club with a couple of underscores in there but we've got a little crown as our insta handle um the company i run for mental health um support is called empower support because like you and your empire i thought get a little m in there <laughs> name it after myself by the legacy Eagles. it's my legacy but then you know trump puts his name on everything so i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but um yeah girl boss club and and the feeling of community and feeling a part a part of something bigger than yourself um was on on my happy list and, and I'm glad we got to speak about it and when I was thinking about it yesterday um I realized that that's all that anyone wants whether that's you follow a religion or if you um, are a football hooligan or you join a certain club or institution or you are a member of a political party or you raise money for a charity is to feel part of something to feel part of a tribe yeah. um it's your caveman brain looking after you because if you're part of a tribe that means you're eating and getting kept warm and <laughs> and and staying in and staying in um in with everybody else in that community you've just um me i'm gonna just interrupt you so I, i've plugged this book before like the magic because magic amazing it, yeah it's generally but i'm i'm gonna like that leads me such like i'm gonna read the first couple of lines of um chapter mm. three which Go is which it is exactly what you just said so imagine if you were the only person on earth you would have no desire to do anything what would be the point in creating a painting if no one could see it what would be the point in composing music if no one could hear it? What could be the point in inventing anything if there was no one to use it? There would be no reason to move from one place to another because wherever you went would be the same as where you were. No one would be there. There would be no pleasure or joy in life. It's your contact and experiences with other people that give you life, joy, meaning and purpose. Because of that, your relationships affect your life more than anything else. Mate. That's so on point for right now. <laughs> I shared something this morning saying we are not missing material things in not lockdown. We are missing human connection. And it's that when we feel a part of something, a part of community, that we feel so small and like cog in it all. And that can be perceived as, as a rot, you know, a bad thing, but it's not because when you feel small and a part of something bigger whether that's whatever how however you perceive your tribe your community your network your sisterhood your wolf pack whatever you you know perceive it as you feel small therefore your problems are smaller yeah and like i love that and it's like why i like floating in the sea as well because your problems feel so small because you feel so tiny and my wanting to feel a part of something, you know, a part of a nursing institution by being a nurse, a part of a profession, um, a part of, you know, the community and girl boss is, is driven from a very painful place, a very painful memory um, of, so I was quite poorly when I was in school. I left school when I was about 13 in year nine. Um, I was in Martian Hospital for a long time. Um, and when I went back to school, I was in a wheelchair. So, I was not part of anything then. I missed out on not only my education, but like the social side of things because like when you're a teenager, there's lots of dynamics going on and people are learning how to like form and storm and create these relationships and these cliques and you're learning about social dynamics and relationships and who, how to form human connections. And I didn't really get that. I missed that, you know, like I had my family around me and my, you know, my my parents and my brother but that social element of life mm -hmm. I, I missed it I missed I missed the learning of it because I was in the hospital um so I think that wanting um a solid community around me and actively seeking out people that think the same or that are just um like-minded in any way is trying to sort of heal that because that feeling of eating my dinner on my own and feeling so left out, I never want anyone to feel like that. So yeah. I really hope that the way that Girl Boss has built and, and gained momentum, that no one will ever feel like that when they come to an event or they jump on a Zoom call or they 
follow us on Instagram or Facebook or they're looking for that community and I really really hope that they find that and they feel welcomed and it's the reason that everyone's out on their doorsteps at the minute at eight o'clock on a Thursday clapping yeah. and neighbours are having like oh hiya across the fence or they're having socially distanced street parties because we need that community we not meant no woman is an island to rephrase about the boy like we're not meant we're not meant to live on our own and solitary um because we don't know have all the answers and all the skills and we need to share and and support one another yeah yeah without getting too deep on a sunday that's what the driving force behind ensuring everybody feels welcome and part of something that's what drives it for me oh I love that I don't know what to say to it I'm just like yeah I love it so I hope you're gonna post about this on your socials share your happy list obviously obviously share the love with the community and um yeah for everyone who's listening so um you can share your happy list as well just use the hashtag share happy list or drop me a message I finally changed my Instagram handle because of the lady right here Emily made me do it <laughs> I was like this is not very on brand hun you need to like have a little insta refresh and as someone who spoke on our social media workshop day um like you've got to lead from the front gal I know I know I feel like I are. I did have that um that slight barrier between so I've got my business page and then I've got mm. my personal page. And then I, I suppose my, my podcast is my personal because it is me and it is. We what... are our business though. Like we are, yeah. you can't, we can't separate ourselves because yeah. it is you. It's named after you for God's sake. You're in it and you, and it, it's, yeah. it's all one, but I know what you mean. It's, it's hard to raise your hand and go, this is what I think. And this is who I am, but yeah. you're there, you're doing it. And, <laughs> and it's gaining such momentum um, and it's really helping people I think during this difficult time and we have got through all this without saying the c words um it's in this difficult time having that inner contemplation and that unboxing of things that we've maybe put to one side and made ourselves double busy having that reflective quiet time to be like who am I what do I like what actually makes me happy yeah and then doing some of them things and it's just I guess a revelation (laughs) (laughs) we can do things that make ourselves happy who knew knew? (laughs) I know it's like a revolutionary idea sorry that was really like a revolutionary idea there we go it is um right share your happy list yeah share your happy list um also obviously taking suggestions to everyone who's listening so if there's something that you think should be included in these podcasts then i'm absolutely open to suggestions open to personal development open to growth um as is the lady on the call today on the zoom call today um but other than that em i'm gonna wrap up thank you ever ever so much I feel Thank like you for asking me on. we'll probably have another one. Like I just feel like there's so much to go into, but um, I've really appreciated your time today and I hope you have a lovely rest of the day. I will indeed. And yourself. So thank you so much. Thank you. And bye to all the listeners. Ciao, ciao. Bye.